Hello, 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 and thank you so much for joining me for the podcast of The True Power From Within. I am your host, Melody Ferris Tucker. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope this podcast touches you in the most amazing and encouraging way. So today I thought it was fitting to start a series um, on the God Flow. Um, if you have listened to prior podcasts, you probably know uh, what I'm talking about when I talk about the God flow. Um, if you don't, if you're new here, welcome, um, and let me kind of go over what that is. So um, a while back um, in my prayer and meditation time, God brought to me um, what I call the God flow. Um, that is the five P's. So that's going to be the promise, the pain, the, <coughs> excuse me, the promise, the pain, the process, the perseverance, and the purpose. Um, so with it being the beginning of the year, um, I thought it was fitting to start a series on the God flow. So the first part of the series is called the promise. So I personally think in life we overcomplicate things, right? Because we hear people talking about the promise all the time, you know, what God has promised us. But there's several promises, right? In fact, if you do the research, there's over 3,000 promises in the Bible, right? But we're going to focus on 10 of those. So um, we, we, you know, think that in the world, we feel like sometimes that, okay, I have a promise over my life. I have a purpose over my life. What is, what is that, right? Here's the thing. We're not born. When we're born, they don't put on our name tag what the promise is that God put upon our life, right? We struggle oftentimes to find purpose, we struggle oftentimes to understand what the promise um, of God is in our life, okay? But I'm here to tell you that you don't have to overcomplicate it, okay? It's not something that needs to be overcomplicated or it doesn't require overthinking. It is very simple. God promises us a lot of things in our life, right? And um, on a daily basis, if we can literally stay in the promises of God, it makes things simpler in our lives, right? So I'm going to go over 10 promises um, that God has um, for our lives. And I'm not going to read the scripture that pertains to each one, um, but there are, I can refer to them actually for you. But um, so we're going to talk about those today, okay? Because I don't want in our journey, in our walk with God, in our spiritual journey, in our spiritual growth, sometimes we like to overcomplicate it. And we overcomplicate it so much that we don't even understand it at some point, right? But here we go. So the 10, the, these are the 10 top promises that I chose because I think they're important. Um, one of those is he promises us strength, right? So every day when we wake up, we have God's strength. And we know that God's strength is made strong in our weakness, right? So we can rely on the fact that even though we are weak, even though sometimes we feel like we are insignificant, we feel like, you know, we're not good enough or we're unworthy or whatever we are feeling in that day of self-doubt. Um, we can always rely on when we are weak, 
that God is made strong. He is going to give us strength, right? He's going to give, he has given us strength all of our lives, right? We've overcome, we are overcomers and he has given us strength um, every day that we've woken up, every problem, every situation, every trial, every tribulation that we've gone through and that we have overcome, we know that God has given us strength to get through that, right? So we can we can rely each and every day on the promise of strength from God. Um, that is, if you want to know the scripture um, that you can refer to, that's Ephesians 3, 14 through 16. And uh, two is rest. We know that he will give us rest, right? He will give us rest because we know that we can go to him in rest. We can pray, right? We can seek him in those moments where we feel doubtful. We can seek him in those moments when we're struggling uh, internally and externally, right? We can go to him in rest and know that regardless of what we feel like we're going through, that we can rest in these particular promises, right? We can rest in knowing that He's not going to leave us or forsake us or He's he's there with us, even in the, those moments when we feel as if we're not hearing from Him. We're, you know, I was talking last week about, or earlier in the week about dry season, right? When we're in that dry season, we can rest and know that He is taking care of us, right? And that is Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, through 30. Um, So also we know that he's going to take care of our needs, right? We know that in all things, he's going to take care of us. We can have faith and hope to know that even though we're going through a financial struggle or a job loss or a sickness or an addiction, or, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to be healed, right? Um, Internally, we know that he is going to take care of our needs, right? If he has a purpose in our life to start a business, right? But it requires us to leave something behind. Or I was talking about this the other day, the cost, right? It's going to cost us something. We can know that even though we have to sacrifice something or we have to give up something, um, that he is going to take care of all of our needs, physical needs, our mental needs, our the, the needs of our soul, the needs of our heart. God is going to take care of those needs, and that is Philippians 4 and 19. So also, <clears throat> we know that he answers prayers, right? So we know that when we go to God in prayer, when we're looking for the purpose, we're looking for the answers, right? We're looking for the things that we have been praying for, right? We're living in expectancy of a blessing. That comes through prayer and a relationship with God, right? If we get on that intimate level with God, and when I say intimate, some of us overcomplicate this again, right? We overcomplicate that prayer is something that is strategically uh, planned, right? We think that everything has to be uh, planned or that our prayers have to be um, done a certain way, right? Or if we don't go to God in a certain way. No, can I tell you that I am not a professional prayer warrior, okay? But what I do is I go to God with an open heart. I'm honest. Look, look, I'm struggling with this, right? I, I, uh, I need your help with this. Or 
Um, God, can you work this out in me? You know, you go to God with an open heart. God is not, God knows you already. He knows what you want. He knows what you need. He knows what you're struggling with, right? He knows what you need to overcome. But the question is, can you go to him as you, your authentic self, right? Can you go and pull back the curtains, right? And literally go to him in prayer with an with an authentic and genuine heart, right? Because we hear these people, right? You can be um, listening to a pastor. You can be listening to other people's podcasts. You can be um, at your own church, right? Or in your own family. And you hear these people that have these most powerful prayers, right? And you're like, good gosh, could I pray like that? Like, how do they do that, right? Right? Because that's just them. You have your own type of prayer. God wants you to come to to Him as you are, not as someone else, right? Don't try to, just like we don't want to be like somebody else, we don't want to pray like somebody else. God wants you to come to Him in prayer with all that you are, not all that someone else is, right? And sometimes we we compare, not only do we compare our lives and our situations and how far we are, you know, in our careers or in our, you know, whatever our journey is, we get into this comparison game. And when we play the comparison game, we get very distracted. We get very discouraged because our walk is not their walk. Our chapter one is not their chapter five, right? And sometimes we compare that. We compare ourselves to others, right? When we may be in chapter one of our journey and they're in chapter five, there is no comparison there. So when I say prayer, go to go to God as if he are talking to a friend or someone that you trust, right? Because that's what he wants. He wants, he knows you. And all your glory and all your mistakes. And he just wants you to come to him as open, as honest, and as genuine as you are in prayer. It doesn't have to be scripted. It doesn't have to be uh, perfect or sound perfect. Or you don't have to be this prayer warrior that talks in tongues and does all of these things. If you do, that's amazing, right? But if that's not you, don't try to be something that's not you. Go to prayer, go into prayer with him in conversation and a relationship with who you are right now. Because as you grow in your spiritual journey, your prayers will change. Your prayer, the way you pray, the things you say, all of that will change. It will grow with you as you grow in prayer and in your spiritual journey. So don't be discouraged in prayer. Just go to Him in a conversation, right? Um, I have talked to God in the car. I've talked to God in my living room. I've talked to God in my bathroom. You go to God in prayer wherever you are, wherever you feel comfortable, and you literally have a conversation with Him because that's what He's looking for. So He has the promise in prayer, and that's um, Matthew 7 and 7. So, um, number five is, is that we can rely on the promise that he is going to work everything out for our good. Sometimes it's hard to see this. Sometimes as humans, we overcomplicate this because we're like, 
mm, I'm not really seeing anything good happening right now, right? I've been praying and I've been being faithful and I've been a good steward and I'm practicing perseverance and I'm doing all of these things, but I'm just not seeing the good come out of this yet. You know, that's where faith and hope step in, right? We've got to have faith. We've got to have hope to know that he is going to do it. But we also have to trust that he's going to work things out for our good, for those who believe, right? For those who who depend on him and who go to him and who trust him and have faith in him. And, you know, we have to know and understand that he's going to work everything out for our good. Sometimes when we're going through a trial, we're going through a tribulation, we cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel, right? We just cannot. But here's what you can take away, right? You can take away and know that the things that you have overcome already, that he was in the midst of that, right? You can know that you're still here, right? He still woke you up this morning. You still have breath in your lungs. You still have everything that you need right now. He's, he's taking care of your needs. He is protecting you. He is watching over you. And we know that you've overcome a trial and a tribulation already in your life in the past. So you can have hope in that to know that even though you're going through something, He has worked everything out for the good in the past. So know that he's still in the midst and he's still working and he's still there with you, even in those dark places. So you can actually refer to that in Romans 8 and 28. Um, Number six is that he will be with us, that he will never forsake us, right? I know that for a very long time in my addiction, in prison, in my healing journey, I thought that it was too far gone, right? I thought I had done too many things wrong. I had been a bad person, a bad mom. I, you know, I was unlovable. I was all of these things and that I was not worthy of being able to do what I do now. I'm not worthy of helping other people. I'm not worthy of God's grace and mercy. I felt as if I was unworthy and that I had gone too far. But God says that He will be with us always. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. You can refer to um, uh, Joseph... uh, I can't even read my own writing. One in five. Um, And so you can know that He will never forsake you. He's not going to leave you. He's brought you through other trials and tribulations. He's brought promises to pass before. He has, although you've lost a job, you've got another one, right? He, you, your electric is turned off, but you got it paid, right? You can always know that his promise to never leave us or forsake us, right? No matter what we have done, God provides grace each and every day, for us because we are human, right? We fall short. We are not going to be perfect every single day, right? We are going to find ourselves, um, backsliding in our, in, you know, the things that we say. I know my mouth is rampant sometimes, right? And we can speak negativity over our lives or we can complain about something. You know, I, we were in the grocery store yesterday, um, and, you know, I, I don't remember what the lady and I were talking about, but I, I, I said to myself something about, 
you know, a lot of groceries or something like that. And I said, but thank God that we're able to buy groceries, right? And I had to catch myself because for a moment, it was almost as if I was ungrateful. But I'm so grateful that I can go to the store and buy groceries because someone can't. I'm so grateful that I have a home and a refrigerator to put those groceries in, right? Or electricity to keep the groceries good, right? There's a lot of times we, in our, in how we, how we speak, we, we doubt the very promises and things that God has, has promised over our lives. So we, um, I got distracted because my dad's dog just walked in here. I was like, oh, hi. <laughs> looking around. I guess maybe he's got side. But we can always know that he is not going to uh, leave us or forsake us. And, and so the next one is protection. And that is Psalm 91 and 2. And hopefully he doesn't start barking at me because he wants to go outside. Um, so um, number seven is the protection. He promises us protection. No matter what we go through, no matter what trials and tribulations and things come up in our lives, there is always protection, right? He is our line of defense. He is going to protect us. He is going to watch over us. He is going to make sure that we are okay and that we come out better than what we went in, right? He is our protector. We can know that the promise of protection is always on our lives. And if you ever doubt that, look at the things that you've been through right? You, I know I've been through an addiction and I've done some really crazy things in my life. And I can tell you that it is nothing but the protection of God that brought me through that, that I was not shot or killed or something because of all of the crazy mess that I have done in my life. But I know that there was a protection. There was a hedge of protection around me each and every day. And you can rely on that promise, Psalm 91 and 2, that the protection is there. Um, number eight is a big one. And I just talked about this a minute ago. And that is the freedom from sin, right? We know each and every day that sin dies daily, that we can wake up every day and know that our sins are forgiven. Even though we fall short of the glory each and every day, we can know that we are, um, that we are promised protection. We are promised freedom from sin. We are promised forgiveness, right? God says that my grace will cover you, right? And so we can know that um, the promise is freedom from sin. So we don't have to live each and every day feeling like it as if you're not good enough for to be in the presence of God, that you're not good enough to um, experience the calling or the anointing or the purpose that He has has placed upon your life, you can know that your freedom from sin is from God and that you are forgiven, right? So that one is uh, 1 John 1 and 9 or John 8 and 36. So let's go over number 9. We're almost done. Number 9, nothing can separate us. Again, kind of just goes back to what I was just talking about, right? All of the craziness, all of the things that I have done that are not, you know, um, that I don't even know how to put it, that are not godly, right? That are not, even though I knew I was doing wrong, I still did it anyways, right? Human, the flesh is weak, right? 
And so we can know that in the promise of God that nothing can separate us from God. Right? God is there. He is protecting us. He's answering our prayers. He will not forsake us. He is providing all of our needs, right? He's going to work everything out for the good. We can know that nothing can separate us from what God is trying to do in our life, right? Nothing can separate us from His goodness, from His faithfulness, that He is always with us and He will never forsake us. Um, And number 10, everlasting life. And this is, of course, um, oh, number nine was Romans 8, 38 and 39. Um, and then number 10 is everlasting life. And of course, we know that we all know this, John 3, 16, um, everlasting life, right? He will save us. He will protect us. He has a plan for us. He has the promises for us. We can trust in all of these things each and every day and know that if we do the best that we can each day, if we believe and we have hope and we have faith and we um, we rely on His strength and in his, stay in His rest, that He will provide us everlasting life. So, um, again, there are over 3,000 promises in the Bible, Okay. These are just 10 of them, but I'm going to do this series. This is part one of the series, but I want to do a series on the God flow because I think that we overcomplicate things, right? Because we're human, right? We're human and we get down on ourselves and we doubt ourselves and we literally are our biggest critics, right? But can I tell you that the promise that God has on your life, don't overcomplicate it. Just believe in what He is doing every day. Read your word, pray, rely on His strength. Just don't overcomplicate it. We do. We look for this giant promise. We look for this huge blessing. We look for all of these things when God says, you know what, just these few things, like do these 10 things, right? believe in these 10 things. And this is the promise. Now, when we stay in prayer, when we understand and believe that He is going to give us strength, when we do all of these things, right, these are the promises of God, we will see things begin to get a little bit more simpler because we will understand it a little bit more, right? So I am encouraging you today to stay in these 10 promises, Focus on these 10 promises. Don't make it bigger. Don't overcomplicate it, right? Just know that you can stay in in these, these 10 promises. If you focus on these, on these scriptures, right? Know that God is moving in your life. He is protecting you. He is watching over you. But because we as humans overcomplicate things, we we find ourselves falling short, right? Falling short and being discouraged in ourselves because we can't understand that the promises are simple, right? We can't understand that it's not this big, fancy promise. It is these small promises that He promises us every day that we can rely on and that will eventually get us to the purpose in which He has for our lives. So today, I hope that this made sense. I hope that you don't overcomplicate it. I hope that you 
can go back to these scriptures. You can actually just Google them, right? Um, promises of God, and they'll, you know, a lot of scriptures I'm sure will pop up. Um, I personally like to use openbible.com because it has, you can just type in a keyword and all of the scriptures will pop up. So if you are looking for scripture, just go in there, type in promise, God's promises, and um, a whole bunch of scriptures will pop up. But don't overcomplicate it. Just live in these simple practices every single day and know that there is there is promise, there is purpose, there is things that God are tr- is trying to do in your life that maybe you don't see right now because we as humans like to overcomplicate things. But know that God is a, a very simple, loving God and just go to Him today in prayer and say, I need to rely more on your promises instead of my own. I need to stop overcomplicating and overthinking um, something that you are trying to do in my life. So today, I encourage you to focus on the promises of God. Focus on these 10 promises. Focus on not making it overcomplicated, right? Focus on not overthinking. Just go to God with your true, authentic self and know that His promises every day are very valid. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He's not saying, you know, they're too far gone. Just know that He is there. He's omnipotent and present. He will not forsake you, and that He has hope, and He has a future for you. He has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. So go out today knowing that your purpose in this life will be fulfilled through God's promises. And I hope you have an absolutely amazing day, and I'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.